Hey guys, Elizabeth here, and I want to talk to you about Boardwalk Apparel Company. They are one of our newest partners, and we could not love them more. They specialize in offbeat and quirky shirts and hoodies, and they even have their own podcast, so you should definitely check that out. Their shirts and hoodies are really great quality, and you can get your own by going to BoardwalkT-shirts.com and use code BESTIE to get 10% off your first order. So after you're done listening to this episode, go to BoardwalkT-shirts.com and use our code BESTIE to get that 10% off. Again, that's BoardwalkT-shirts.com, code BESTIE at checkout. Later, besties. Welcome too horrendous <laughs> I don't know why I said it as a question a best friends podcast I am Elizabeth and with me is the jacked my coke Callie Aww, hi we this is intermission episode or an intermission episode I don't know why I said it like that I can't talk today I'm having issues, and that's going to be an issue because this is an audio medium, so... Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my life of not being able to talk. I mean, that is kind of... I mean, I say I feel like I have been saying that a lot lately. I can't talk. I can't talk. I can't talk. I've recently forgot how to say my R's. Like, instead of saying litter, I'll say little... Like, oh, somebody littled. And, yeah, I'm, like, going back to five-year-old Callie. Aww. So, yeah, that's how I've been talking. Okay, well, I don't know where to start. (laughs) There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. Have I been under a rock this week? No, I shouldn't say a lot of things. There's been some things going on in the world. Okay. Do you want to start here at home or in the world and then bring it back to at home? So let's just, I'm, okay. I'm just going to say it. There's a lot of shit going on in Iran right now. And people think that this has nothing to fucking do with us. But it has everything to do with us, like, tangentially. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're not... I don't know how I'm trying to articulate this. I think there is something to be... There's a parallel going on right now with the way women are protesting here in the United States and having to fight for bodily autonomy and... To have license and ownership of their bodies. And what's going on in Iran right now is very similar to what a more extreme, it's more extreme than what we're going through. But we need to watch that. We need to, we need to be watching these women. Yeah. Because for those of you who are, 
more invested in the Adam Levine saga, which I'm going to address later. You know I have feelings about it, but I wanted to talk about this at the top because this is more... Important? Yes. A 22-year-old woman, and again, this is... I'm having memories come back to me of summer 2020. A 22-year-old woman... Masa Amini was murdered in police custody because she was and it and it was not just like regular police but morality police because she was refusing to comply with their dress code and for those of you who are unfamiliar in Iran you have to wear a hijab and you have to cover yourself if you are a woman And she refused to comply, so she was arrested by their morality police and ultimately um, beaten to death while she was being held in police custody. Yeah. It is 2020. Like, it is 2022. The fact that there are things like this that still happen in the world, and I understand part of... I understand the hijab is also a cultural and a religious thing as well. I know several people, or I shouldn't say several, but I worked with people when I was at SLU who wore a hijab. So I get it's very much part of their culture. But in Iran, it's more extreme than that. Right. And... Yeah, all I ask is for people to take the time to read the story, learn her name, Masa Amini, and watch the videos of the protests that are going on right now. Yeah, that I didn't know was going on because Reddit. I will say it it should be cautionary to us because that is what happens when you let religion dictate your government yeah um that's all i'm gonna say about that we're not gonna get too in because that's a whole can of worms whole different type of podcast yeah we are not a political podcast uh (laughs) we're gonna leave that to the greater minds but i that's i just think that it was worth worth mentioning yeah and then uh, something like big was supposed to happen like i guess yesterday yeah. Power outages Q- for like 10 days or. I don't know. The QAnoners were freaking out and stocking up and prepping. And now people are getting baptized in Trump's name. I saw that on TikTok earlier. <laughs> like, no, no, no lie. Like, there was a video I saw. They had one of those galvanized tubs. Mm-hmm. And they had this big Trump banner on the wall. And they were literally like baptized pe- baptizing people in these galvanized tubs in the name of Trump. I'm like, that's so blasphemous. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, look on your face right now. I just, I can't believe people believe it. I, I know. And you know, at this point, it's not even like a political thing for me. It's because, I mean, there's people who believe in some weird ass shit that's not politically affiliated like the uh, Titanic conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it's like, so, I'll, 
you what did you watch Parks and Parks and Rec? I feel like we've had this conversation, yes. and I don't know why I should have to ask you this. I did. I see feel it. like I know that you did. Okay, so you know the episode, <sighs> the dooms not the doomsday episode, but the episode with the cult. Hold on. Yes. End of the world. Cult up. It's called the end of the world. It's in season four of Parks and Rec. And this is what all of this reminds me of. So there's a cult in Pawnee who worship like a lizard alien guy. Mm-hmm. And they, the guy, the cult leader comes in and he says, on this day, it's the end of the world. We want to rent the park so we can celebrate and, you know, whatever. And, you know, the world's ending at midnight or whatever. So they go to the park and and the parks and rec staff is at the park and midnight happen comes and nothing happens and he looks in his calendar and looks in his book or whatever and he's like oh i i you know mistranscribed the dates i got my math wrong it's actually this date that's what that that's what yes. all of this reminds me of this is like the 10th time blackouts were supposed to happen and it was the 10th time he was supposed to take over as president again and he's also king of england and then jfk still supposed to come back i listen i at this point it's just like how like, I feel like it should have just been proved that it's all bullshit at this point. No. Somehow, like, no. The dates keep... Oh, we got the dates wrong. We got the dates wrong. That's what... It, it's like... It's literally a cult. It literally. is. Literally. A thousand percent is a cult. It's, it reminds me... It's very Scientology-like. Yeah. With the Ron Hubbard... Oh, Ron Hubbard was supposed to have come back... 21 years after his death in a new vessel but the funny thing is like they still have like his clothes that he wore when he was alive folded up neatly on you know waiting for him to come back like at each of his houses like there's multiple houses that they have waiting for him just because it just depends on which one he chooses to return to right but here's the, here's the flaw in that logic. If he's supposed to take over a new vessel, he's not going to wear the same size fucking clothes. Right. Theoretically. Unless he, you know what I mean? It's Maybe he's just a common size, like a large and a 34. Oh, no, he was fucking gross. I, I don't know. And I don't, and I sh- I, people are going to say that. Oh well, your body shaming. No, I'm. I, I feel comfortable in saying Ron, L. Ron Hubbard is a piece of shit, and I will gladly body shame him because he's a <laughs> terrible person. So, holy cat! True crime. So something humongous happened in the true crime. World oh yes, huge. I mean, to quote the Donald, huge. <laughs> like. <laughs> And in a good way, like yes. in a like the best thing that could have happened. That I almost cried when I saw the tweet go out because I've been following this story. So for all of you who are listening, 
if you are interested in in true crime and you are and you are an avid listener of true crime podcasts, then you, there is a very high chance that you've heard the story of Adnan Syed and mm-hmm. the murder of Heyman Lee. And we're not going to get into it like the details because it's a case that everybody's talked about. The, the there's nothing we could add to it. Like I said, if you are a huge listener of true crime, then you know the story. You don't need us to tell you about it. So after 21 years in prison, Adnan Syed was finally released. He was put under home detention, but he's not in fucking prison anymore. Right. And because the state of Maryland, I think it was the state, the state's attorney office vacated his sentence because they found because basically what happened was they were going to reinvestigate the case they found the whole thing originally was the there was not the plan was not initially to just release him from prison and vacate the sentence the original plan was okay we acknowledge this was a very flawed biased investigation yeah he did not get a fair trial we're gonna reopen the case we're gonna reinvestigate the more they reinvestigated, the more that they found that the police department withheld. There are two possible suspects that they had that they did not present. Um, the prosecution just did a terrible job. There was evidence that they weren't allowed to admit. And it, what it finally boiled down to was them looking at everything and saying, okay, we cannot in good conscience, keep this man in jail anymore. Right. And Rabia Chaudhry, who is a family friend of Adnan, he, his brother was very, or her brother was very good friends with uh, Adnan. She has been like his biggest champion. She's an attorney. She has worked with the Innocence Project. She's worked with multiple attorneys, all with the goal to get him out of jail. And, <clears throat> Sorry. My voice is going out. Um, <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. Um, she tweeted out that he was free. And, of course, Serial, who was like the first, it was the, the first big podcast to talk about this story. And this story put Serial, like, on the map, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Like, they're trying to act like they had this huge hand in it. And they didn't. And it's just like, no. Like, Rabia Chaudhry's worked her ass off. Like, invested so much time and energy. And has received, like, such, like, hate from people who firmly believe that he did murder Heyman Lee. And Sarah Koenig, who was the host of Serial. She is trying to act like she, like, was a big part of this. No, you weren't. You did one season dedicated to his story because Serial's multiple seasons now at this point. Right. And it's like, don't try to take credit for something that you had nothing to do with. And somebody, like, made the comment on Rabia Chaudhry's tweet that, oh, well, without Sarah Koenig talking about this story, nobody would have known about it. That's not true. That's not true at all. Right. So I just, again, don't try to, and it just reminds me (laughs) of um, 
something we dealt with. Yeah, no. Uh, people trying to take credit for something they had absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah, uh, you don't get to gatekeep stories because, especially, you don't get to gatekeep people's lives. Right. And that's basically, I feel like, what Sarah Koenig is, did when she, you know, tweeted whatever she fucking tweeted. I can't remember now, but it's like, it's so gross. Like, you don't get to gatekeep this person's story because they were a real person with a real life who, you know, and not even just Adnan, but Heyman Lee was a real person with a real life who was murdered brutally. And now, like, her family, like, has no closure. On the one hand, you know, it's amazing Adnan gets to go home a free man. But very similar to Christina's case, like, now it just leaves Heyman Lee's family like, with no answers, like, who killed, you know, their loved one, and so I know everybody is celebrating Adnan being free, and I think we absolutely should celebrate this. He is a Muslim man who was incarcerated for 21 years for a crime he didn't commit. He absolutely, this should be celebrated. This is momentous, but we also need to remember and to focus the energy on. And I did tweet this and other people have to. I'm not I'm I am not the only person who feels this way. Other people have tweeted this as well. So we are not solo in thinking this. And I know that we did not, you know, spearhead this thought process. But now we need to focus that energy on finding Heyman Lee's real murderer. Absolutely. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I, I just it was huge yeah i mean it was and you said was, everything very well thank you you're welcome uh crystal anderson is still missing from aiken county south carolina she has been missing since august 20th so if anybody who is listening in that area has any information or may have any tips um please make sure you reach out to uh, Crime Stoppers, South Carolina, one eight 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 Crime SC is the phone number. So yes, Crystal is still missing. She's a mother of four. So, like I said, if anybody has any information, please uh, reach out to South Carolina Crime Stoppers or Aiken County uh, Sheriff's Department and and give that information to them. That way, we can hopefully bring her home safely. Yes. Um, people are pissed off that Ariel's black. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just jump right into that. I'm sorry. She's supposed to be a green fish person, so. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna let everybody in on a little secret. <laughs> I need everybody to, to come close. Listen. Listen closely. Everybody ga- gather around. I'm here. Mermaids are not real. Are you sure, though? So it doesn't matter what skin color they are. Are you sure, though? Okay, if you want to get technical, because Brady brought this up to me. She's like, Mom. <laughs> Leave it to Brady. Manatees, she's like, manatees were thought to be mermaids. So technically, mermaids are real. So if they want to be really upset, they should be upset that they did not cast a manatee. You know what? She's not wrong. No, she's not. Sound logic from my almost 13-year-old. Very sound. 
No, but I've seen a lot of people get really upset about this and saying, well, what if we've replaced Princess Tiana with a white person? It's a very different thing because, okay, so that movie, the Princess and the Frog, I, I fucking love that movie so much. So, so good. Beautiful. So good. So well done. It really makes me wish that Disney would have kept doing like animation like that. Oh, God, it was so good. That movie is very based in a New Orleans culture. The culture around it is very based around the African-American community in New Orleans. So if you replace Tiana with a white woman, and even the storyline, she can't get a loan from the bank because she is a black woman. Right. And they don't come right out and say it, but it is very heavily implied it would be a very different thing if you did that. And then somebody said, well, what if we replace Pocahontas with a white woman? First of all, Pocahontas was a real person. But if you really want to get pissed off about the Pocahontas of it all, which I intend to do this story at some point. I have the notes started. I just got to finish them. Pocahontas was a 12-year-old girl who was trafficked. Yeah. And murdered by white people. It was not the beautiful story that Disney portrayed it to be. Like, she was a 12-year-old girl who was abducted from her f- people, put on a ship, and got sick with disease. It's heavily implied she may have been murdered. They don't know. But she was forced into a marriage with a British man who was significantly older than her. So if you're going to get pissed about that... Let's get pissed about that instead, okay? If you're going to bring up Pocahontas, let's talk about the real problems with Pocahontas. And then somebody said, well, what if we made Black Panther white? (sighs) Black Panther. Again, you're using... You're using examples that are not even the same thing. (laughs) Black Panther was a character created... To be a black man from Africa, the culture of those comics and those subsequently the movies is very steeped with rich African history. It is not the same thing. I agree. So this is why I like Reddit so much. Those stories, I don't see those unless I'm seeking them out. Yeah. Because I choose what I want to see. I do see them occasionally on Facebook, which I am not on that often. And I see them on Twitter when Jake shows them to me. Because, again, on Twitter, I can follow exactly what I want to follow. follow. The only reason I've really seen them was because Facebook. Right. And then, two. People stitching on TikTok, people stitching other TikToks and then breaking down, you know, why these people like have no like it's just absurd to be upset about it. So what else? Um, I've made the conscious decision. I'm not going to watch the Def- Jeffrey Dahmer uh, Netflix series. Same. And I know you and I texted about this yesterday. I feel like, and I've said this multiple times, we have made very plain our feelings about the fetishizing and sexualization and glorification of serial killers and the glamorization of serial killers. 
Now, we also say this understanding that we are a podcast that does discuss crime stories on our show. So we acknowledge that. However, I think there's a difference between presenting the facts as they are, discussing, putting the information out there, rather than uh, making jokes about it, or kind of fetishizing it, because there's a major podcast that I really love and really enjoy that they've kind of begun taking the same stance that we have always had. And I'm not going to credit us with saying we're the reason that they they definitely are not the reason. Right. I think this is just a trend that we're going to start seeing more now. They were talking about how, like, we shouldn't fetishize serial killers and, you know, we need to stop talking about how hot they were. But this is also the same podcast that when fans sent them, like, a serial killer's coloring book, they were very excited about it. And this was also Mm -hmm. a few years ago, so people evolve and change. Right. But anyway, the point of this is... I don't think we need any more Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, Gacy content. And I say that like as in we don't need a series. No. Because I'm trying to say this without sounding like a hypocrite. Okay, let's talk about how the Dahmer show, I guess the victim's families weren't notified that this was even going to be a thing. So they were completely blindsided by the show coming out. So Okay, so let me just say something really quick before you continue. Okay. Fuck you, Ryan Murphy, for doing that. That is disgusting and yeah. that is terrible. Ryan Murphy has the means and the ability to reach out to these families and give them some sort of notice. So shame on him. Absolutely. Like, I just... And granted, we're not a huge podcast either. We're not. We're a very independent podcast. So, I mean... We recognize that. Like, we don't have a huge platform, but the the small platform we do have... I, I feel like if we were bigger and we had a story like that coming out, we would, if we had the means to contact the family and let them know, hey, we're doing this. Is that okay? Do you have yeah, absolutely anything you want to add? Would, if you don't want us to do it, like we want to do it. Well, so and for instance, and I, I know I bring this case up a lot and it's like, Elizabeth, God, shut the fuck up about this. Like, so with Christina Hickey. I have contemplated many times over the years of doing like a, a documentary, um, not anything like for profit or anything like that, but just as another way to get the story out there. If I did choose to do that, I would definitely reach out to her mother if her mother was still living at the time or at the, and as of this recording, her mother is still very much living, but that is something that I would definitely reach out to her and ask her for her. Okay. To do that. Right. So if I, and we, if you know, cause obviously if I ever did something like that, I would 
obviously bring you on board. Right. <laughs> so if we have the foresight to do that, Ryan Murphy, who is a millionaire and very much in the public eye, he has the ability to do that. And I just think it's very disgraceful because this fan, like those victims, families, and I, and I, and, it, and it, with any case, like the Gacy victims, the Bundy victims, all, any victims, not even just, you know, the notorious, you know, serial killers, you know, cases where, you know, they're not highly publicized, like, like, if you're going to be putting it on that huge of a platform like Netflix and shame on Netflix too, because Netflix has the ability to do it. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, the floor is yours. Cause I feel like if I keep saying, like, I'm just going to talk in circles, you know what I do. Yeah. I, I love Evan Peters. I, he's a terrific actor. Like I, he will win an Oscar someday, and if he doesn't, it'll be a shame. Yes, I think he is fantastic. I would watch him do just about anything. I had to think really hard about watching Dom, the new Dahmer show. I don't even know if it's called Just Dahmer. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, no, it is. It's just called Dahmer. Okay, and. As much as I love Evan Peters, I just can't do it. It feels gross. And I don't fault him or anyone who's in the show because it's a paycheck. I mean, and then Charlize Theron won an Oscar for playing Eileen Wernos. Right. So, I I mean... They are actors playing a character, but I just think that when you're taking on, and this is not like a blaming Evan Peters kind of thing. This just goes back to what you said, like the victims' families were not notified. I think that when you take on a project like that as a producer, creative mind behind it, you have an obligation to those people because this was the worst moments of their life and now it's being put out there. Yep. And being acted out by people. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, I wasn't happy about it. I don't, I'm not going to watch it. If you want to watch it, cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to shame you for watching it because I know like a lot of people have watched it. I'm choosing to not watch it because of how um, very graphic I've heard that it is. I don't have the stomach for that kind of thing. If you are interested in watching, I'll give a shout out to, I think, a documentary that was really well done. It's not a Dahmer documentary, but I think it was done very well. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. And... It is very well done. It's very victim-focused. It's the story of the woman who he was in a several years relationship with. And they interview her and her daughter. Her daughter grew up around him. And they, you know, discuss their time with him. And it very much goes into the effects of that relationship and what they knew and what they didn't know. And they also tell the story 
through the victims and the victim's family members. So if you want to watch something about someone like that, I would recommend a documentary like that one. Yeah, that one was really good. And it wasn't just the girlfriend. It was also like the women who were on the case. Like, Yes, it was, the police officer who nobody would listen to. And she kept screaming, this is a serial killer. This is a serial killer. And nobody would listen to her. Yeah, it was it was really it was very good. well done. So I would recommend that if you because I do like watching those kinds of documentaries. Right. But I think that there's a responsibility that when you have that when you're telling these stories because one of the most painful things I saw regarding the Dahmer documentary or the Dahmer series rather was somebody did a duet on TikTok of the actual like I guess taping of the of in court and then the same scene in the Dahmer series of one of the victim's sisters screaming at him crying um actually like going to attack him and having to be restrained by police somebody duetted that and so again it's those like those are the worst moment that was the worst moment of her life having to go into court and face this person who did something so terrible to her family member for that to be played out I, I again i agree with you that the family should have been notified absolutely like and i feel like there has to be something like, don't they have to give their consent to be portrayed or their likeness is used? I don't know, but that's awful. It really is. Yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just, yeah. I've still not watched house of the dragon. Ugh. I'm so sorry. We're good. We'll get there. Have you ever watched Harley, the Harley Quinn animated show on HBO Max? You know the answer to this. This show is so fucking funny. I, and I've been trying to get former Super Boss Brian to watch it, but he, I can't get into the DC animated stuff. I can't get into any DC. I've tried. I'm sorry. It's so funny because in this third season, her and Poison Ivy are together. (laughs) Okay. I love it. It's so, oh my God, it's so funny. I just love it. So we did watch part of a few episodes of season three. Caught up on Rings of Power. We're still playing the that's Sauron, that's Sauron, that's Sauron, that's Sauron game. Yeah, we caught up today. It's... It's fine. I'm glad the thing exists. And I'm still giving it a chance. But episode four was really boring. Five was a lot better. So Matt and I went to the mall. Okay. And we went into Slackers. (laughs) Okay. And they were playing the Lord of the Rings soundtrack in Slackers. And he whipped his head around. It was like what? I said, what are you doing? He goes, do you not know what this music is? I said, yeah, I know what it is. He goes, I thought they were playing the movie or a game or something somewhere. I'm like, no. He was so excited. I'm not surprised. So excited. 
And he was asking me last night, do you want to watch a movie? I said, yeah, like, let's watch a movie. And he says, well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't know. I said, what do we have on Voodoo? He's like, we could watch Lord of the Rings. I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, but how about The Hobbit? I'm like, no. He just watched it. I know. And so I said, okay, well, how about we watch something that we bought and, like, have not watched? (laughs) (sighs) He has a problem. What did you watch? It's It's a sickness. We ended up watching Harley Quinn. Oh. Yeah. My daughter is being the nun for Halloween from the movie The Nun. And next week is Spirit Week at school. Or this coming week, I should say, is Spirit Week at school. Okay. And they have a... Because, you know, homecoming weeks have themes. Yes. So their theme this year is... Roll out the red carpet. So they don't have school tomorrow. But Tuesdays dress like a movie genre. So they said Western, spooky, fantasy, comedy, whatever. So she decided she's dressing up like the nun from the movie The Nun. Good luck. (laughs) No, we went and bought a nun costume today. Okay. I'm just saying good luck. Hopefully they don't call you and like this is not appropriate. No, she asked if it was okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, she got permission. Like she talked to her homeroom teacher. Okay, that's Though I fair. still feel like there may be a call. There might we'll be. See. We'll see. She's going to regret her decision because she wants to do the face makeup and her first hour class is PE. So the, she's going to immediately regret that decision. Not if she sits out. She won't do that. She's so, like, grade conscious. She's not like me and you, who are just like, oh, I don't want to dress out today. I never dressed out. And that's why you flunked Jim. I didn't flunk, because she gave us five bonus points if we dressed out for the whole week. So I figured out the math, which I should have got extra credit in math for that, and dressed out. For the last however many weeks just to get a D minus. Oh, I'm so sorry. But that's how I did it. <laughs> and then I read books. I would just always use my Max um, every semester. Of You know, because you had so many of like passes. So I would just max right. out every year. I <gasps> hate it, Jen. Travel and be right now. Why? Because my super badass cousin treated herself to a trip to London and to Scotland for graduating as a nurse practitioner. And so she's posting all of her adventures. She went by herself, too, by the way. Like, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend Gina who's a wife of one of Matt's cousins, is in Salem right now. And so I'm super jealous about that. So we need to make that happen. I am going to Disneyland two days after this releases. Can you please write the Haunted Mansion for me? And think of me as you write it. I can try. You know it's my favorite. I do. Like I said, I can try. 
No, you will. You will ride the. I'm not standing in line for more than an hour and a half. I refuse. That's fair. So I will oh, try. Got, it has to be like your first. Make it your first ride. It's not just me going. I, who cares about everybody else? Tell them this is the one thing you want to do. I mean, I agree, but. <laughs> it's actually not. Yours is uh, Galaxy's Edge. I'm being very yeah. selfish right now. But I really, I just, because I'm trying to force my love of the Haunted Mansion upon you. I mean, I will go to Galaxy's Edge, whether anybody goes email. with me. I'm going to try to. Anyway, but me saying we need to go to Salem has nothing to do with you going to Disneyland in two days. No, I'm just saying that's that's what I'm doing. I'm going on a cruise in 114 days. Good for you. <laughs> I'm... Might be going to Missouri in September. That's not very exciting. <laughs> so, what what are your thoughts on the whole the whole texting? Oh, Adam Levine. Yeah. So, I okay. <laughs> I don't want to use the word respect. I can appreciate that this young woman wanted to took ownership of this bullshit and put the story out before her friends outed her. Okay. But that's as far as I'm going to go. She is not a victim. And I say that because, like, it would be a very different situation if she was like, I was essayed by this guy. Right. That's not at all what happened. It's the audacity for me that he had the balls to DM her and say, hey, we're having another baby. No joke. If it's a boy, I want to name it Sumner. What the fuck is wrong with you? But then I heard a joke. Somebody on the radio was like, I bet you it was planted. It was a seed planted by his wife because she found out and was like, if it's a boy, we should name it Sumner. That's hilarious. And then one of the best parody videos I've seen, it's an actor called, or his name is Luke Cook. He played Satan on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. He's a hoot on TikTok. He definitely lambasts celebrity culture and, oh my God, he's phenomenal. But he did a thing of like, they were in the hospital and he's like holding a baby doll and he has someone, I guess, off camera going, oh, what should we name the baby? And he's like, oh... You know, this little guy looks looks like a Sumner. And they're like, what? Summer? No, Sumner. Well, where did you get that name from? Oh, you know, it just, just kind of came to me. It's like the audacity. Right. And then he comes out and says, I was inappropriate but never went further than texting inappropriate. That's a lie. I firmly believe he he slept with her and he and and i'm not gonna sit here and sit and talk all this shit about her because it takes two to tango he is awful and i hope his wife divorces him because if he does it once he's gonna do it again right but like, he was he's just like, no, I crossed a line, but it didn't go any further than that. That's a lie. Okay. And then she tried to say that she didn't know he was married. He's one of the most famous people in the world. Married to another famous person. 
a Victoria's Secret model, and you're gonna tell me she was in a, a, one of his fucking music videos, and you're gonna tell me that you didn't know that he was married? Maybe she doesn't have the internet. Sure. Isn't she like an Instagram model or something? She's something like that. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) it's very frustrating. And I'm not angry about it. Like, I, like, I just think the whole thing is just a comedy at this point. Like, just own up, dude. Don't, like, because now apparently two more people have come out. Yeah. And I just, it's so gross. And I think it's so gross when people, because men aren't the only ones who do it. Women do it too. Like use their celebrity or, you know, whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. to get things that they want. And he, you know, that's what he did. He used the fact, because it was really funny and I agree with this. It's like if he was not the front man of a famous music group. He would not, like, he's just another mediocre white guy, and he, you know, they would not even have given him, given him a second look. I think my favorite thing that I have seen is a picture of him without a shirt on. And, like, the meme around it was, he does not have one song that warrants him having tattoos like that. My favorite are the memes that have come out now. Yeah, like the one with Costanza. Yeah, and then there's the one. Uh, it was, it was a Lord of the Rings one. It was so funny. There's there's a lot of good ones. Oh my god, yes the the internet is a terrifying but sometimes hilarious place. Absolutely. So, House of the Dragon. It is fantastic. I love it. And... I love seeing the the memes of me uh, going to watch House of the Dragon and figuring out what crimes Daemon Targaryen is going to commit this week that I have to support him in. Basically. <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's fun. And then another fun fact is that the person who's taking over playing Aegon this week uh-huh. is David Tennant's son. Is it really? Yeah, his he's adopted, but yeah. Still a son. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's to fun. Give her a goog. Oh, yeah, because it's Georgia Tennant's... Yeah, son. ...son from a previous marriage. Yep. So, there's a doctor and a doctor's son in it. So, So apparently, did you hear... I think we've already talked about this, the Jon Snow series. I'll watch it. I know. Yeah, we talked about it. I really hope it's a limited series. I don't think it needs to be like one that goes seven, eight seasons. I don't think Kit Harrington's mental health could take that. Right. 
God bless him. Yes, I'm not saying anything bad about him. He just had a hard time after Game of Thrones. Oh, he a thousand percent did because he had to get treatment for alcohol. Right. Of issues. We only have a couple more weeks until. I know. Interview with the vampire. Don't be mad at me. But do you know what else starts the same day? What? The last eight episodes of The Walking Dead. Okay, but I feel like you need to prioritize here. So the season finale of (laughs) the season finale of American Horror Stories Mm -hmm. for season two, guess who was in it? Jeffrey D. Morgan? No. Nothing to do with Oh, The Walking Dead. I okay. Well, that that's where I thought you were going with it. Who no. was in it? Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Really? And she looks like any other mom in her forties. <laughs> she was Christie's mom on the Babysitters Club series, and I oh, was she adorable? Yes, I loved it. Like, she doesn't look bad. It's just, no, she was so she stunning. Great. Younger. Oh, she's gorgeous. She is. She's still gorgeous, yeah. but it was just like, oh, shock. she's just every other <laughs> middle like class mom. mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't even recognize her at first. I thought it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, like, her daughter was acting like she's not a cool person. I'm like, do you know who your mom is? (laughs) Obviously, she didn't play herself, so. And then let me take a quick moment to remind everybody, please tweet at Anita Fox in Park Forest Police Department and Cook County Sheriff's Department. Kim Fox? Did I say Anita Fox? You did. Oh, for God's sakes. I'm so tired. Kim Fox, please. It was Anita Alvarez who, anyway, uh, tweeted Kim Fox respectfully. Tweet a Park Forest Police Department respectfully. And all you have to do is just tweet a, hey, can we test Christina's DNA? Or can we test the DNA found on Christina? Or, hey, any updates on the Christina Hickey case? Something short, simple, sweet, to the point. Yes. Tweet Kim Fox. Tweet Park Forest Police Department. Yep. And? Tweet Cook County Sheriff's Department. And? Tweet us if you want. We're lonely. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Um, Our friends over at Grizzly Grapes are very invested in the story of, let me pull it up so I don't, uh, the Katie Palmer case. From justiceforkatiepalmer.com, Katie Palmer was hit by a pickup truck on the morning of April 21st, 2020, and died from her injuries. It was driven by Corey Foster. He has a long history of citations and arrests from driving under the influence of alcohol, speeding, reckless driving, etc. The grand jury decided not to indict him of any crime. Her case was completely mishandled, beginning with the state trooper who arrived at the scene and by Brett Smith, who was who is Grayson County's current district attorney. 
Um, so there is a petition going around to get uh, Brett to resign as district attorney and to have Corey uh, indicted for uh, manslaughter charges, which we thousand percent support that. Absolutely. Her deserves um, to see the person who killed their loved one face consequences, especially if they have a history of drunk driving. Yeah. That's just terrible. So uh, follow Grizzly Grapes and they are sharing lots of information about this case. They have links for the petitions and every web, you know, there's a Facebook group. Um, Justiceforkatiepalmer.com is where I just got that information from. So please, you know, follow them because this is something that they are championing right now. And I think it's very important because... You know, not all true crimes are grisly murders. Right. That's all I got right now. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. So, yeah, definitely just check all that out when you have a chance. And next week, we'll be back with you with the cryptid. Mm-hmm. That was requested by Vinny. Thank you, Vinny. Yeah, so it will be a lot of fun. All right. I don't even know what it is, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I've been... Oh, I guess um, real quick, this will be the second episode released on early morning Monday, but our episodes have changed once again to early Monday mornings. Just to give Callie more time... Yeah, give Kelly more time to edit. and It's just, sorry for the changes. It's just with my new work schedule. It's been a bit of an adjustment. Which um, is totally fine. It's to be expected. I'm not mad about it. No, I know. I just wanted to explain, like, you know, I, I my work hours changed drastically. Um, as far as, like, when I go in and when I come home. And so that's just, we've had some growing pains with that and we're working through it and we're figuring it out for our loyal, you know, 10 listeners. 20. Um, 20. 20 listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but we're going to keep with it, keep trucking on. So. We're going to keep on keeping on. Yes. As Joe Durte would say. I mean, it's also part of a Bob Dylan song, so. And Patrick, sorry we didn't do an outline this time, but we just realized it was not for us. We have to be chaotic. Yes, all over the place. Hopefully everything connected towards the end. If it did not, I am sorry. Justice for Masa Amini. Justice for Christina Hickey. Justice for Katie Palmer. Fuck Adam Levine. Fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of anyone else I hate right the second. Lots of people I feel sorry for, but don't necessarily hate. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye, besties.